Oh my gosh, you guys, we're back. Um, so this is kind of odd for me. I haven't filmed the podcast or recorded a podcast in over two years. I looked at the last time that I uploaded one and it was over two years ago. Um, so it's absolutely wild that we're back here and I'm super excited to be sitting down with you guys and just kind of talk to you and have weird random discussions and tell you about all the crazy things that I've been up to or that have happened to me on any given day. Um, so when I started this podcast, I didn't really have a full understanding of what podcasting was. Um, so I would say it was very limited in content and I don't think it was very effective or very fun and that was just on my end like it felt more like a responsibility and a chore than um something like fun and entertaining and a way to reach out to you guys so i kind of took a step back because i was trying to do so many different things with media and content that i just kind of got overwhelmed um and so i took some time off and i actually listened to podcasts And I found different ones that I liked, and I found different, you know, subject matters and different hosting styles and just all kinds of different, like a variety of different qualities and things that I enjoyed, uh, things that I didn't enjoy. And I kind of figured out what podcasting is, I guess. Um, And so I'm really excited to be back with the new and improved version of Convos with Caroline. And I'm excited that you're all here with me to delve into this field again. Um, And yeah, we're just, we're going to have a chill time. We're going to talk. We're going to, or I'm going to talk and you're going to listen. I'm going to update you uh, on the last two years um, because we haven't even touched on anything regarding the pandemic or all the stuff that's gone into that. Um, The last episode that I ever published was just before uh, everything kind of went downhill. Uh, So with that, I welcome you to another episode of Convos with Caroline. Um, And check back here every week. Uh, I'm hoping to do like Fridays. I think that would be fun. Kind of end the week, start the weekend off fun. So look forward to that to start. It might change. It might not. I don't really know. Um, But yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to be back. So the first thing I want to talk about is actually kind of embarrassing. Um, As you all know, if you didn't, I guess I'm going to inform you of that. Um, I cannot walk. I have been in a wheelchair my whole life. Um, And I guess I shouldn't say that I can't walk. Um, because that implies that it's absolutely like a realm that is out of reach of me. Um, but it's not. I can walk with assistance, um, but not for a very long period of time. And uh, it's a lot of work. So I use a wheelchair as my main source of, you know, mobility. And, you know, I say that my wheels are my legs. Um, and so with a wheelchair, it's a bit more difficult 
and a bit more, you know, a lot more thought goes into day-to-day things. So this actually happened two days ago. Yeah, uh, two days ago from when I'm filming this. I don't know when it'll go up, but two days ago, so Monday. And it's so stupid, but I'm going to say it anyway. I was, so my mom called me, and so I set my phone down, and I was going to the closet to get clothes out. And um, as I turned on the floor, there was a cord because, so my bed is a hospital bed, so it has a remote to go, like, up and down for both the head and the feet, and so the the remote is connected to a really long cord, and the cord had, like, um, come out from under the bed, like, as I, um, like, moved it or whatever, it just kind of, like, slid out, and I, it didn't really register with me where it was, um, because this had never happened before, but, um, I got close enough to it, and I didn't realize it, and at first I just ran it over, which was fine. I could just, like, go forward or backwards, and it would have gotten unstuck, but then I turned because I didn't notice it until I turned, and I felt it, like, give. Um, so what had happened was that it got caught in the back tire. Of course, it was the back tire, the one that is the most difficult to reach for me who is sitting in the chair um so it gets caught on the back tire and like wrapped around the like arm so like I don't know how to describe it but like on each side of the wheel there is a um piece of metal and it comes up into one piece of metal and then it like becomes an arm and that arm like connects to the rest of the chair, if that makes any sense. So what had happened was that the wire or the cord from the bed remote, it like, so I rolled over it and it came up and then it like got twisted around one of the sides because there's just a little bit of space between the screw that holds everything together like the wheel and the caster and everything so it got stuck in between that little bitty space um and so i'm on my phone talking to my mom and thank god she called me it was such a fluke because she was at that point getting lunch so she just called to see what i was doing and in the middle of the phone call i just got stuck so I'm, I thought I could just pull it out, but like, I think I just like kept twisting it. And so mom's like, do you want me to come home? And I was like, no, no, I have it. I can get it. I just need to like turn myself to be able to loosen it and then reach around and get it. Well, anyway, she ended up coming home. Um, luckily she wasn't very far away. So she comes home, she gets it unstuck in like five seconds. And I'm like, you're joking. Like, it was so, like, I was so embarrassed. I'm like, of course, I do the dumbest thing in the world. And it turns out to be, like, the easiest thing for another person. But, like, I, like, couldn't get it unstuck. And I was just, like, like such a, like, dumb airhead moment. And my mom is like, you're not dumb. And I was like, mother, don't, just don't try to make me feel better. Like, it was stupid. And so she started yelling at me for being irritated with myself, which I found highly funny. Um, 
But yeah, so I got stuck on that. Luckily, so she came home and she was able to help me get dressed. So it didn't take as long as I expected it to. Um, uh, and then, oh, another thing happened. I think this has been two weeks ago. Um, yeah, because I didn't have therapy last week. Um, so my mom's birthday was at the end of June. So after we had had a surprise birthday for her the weekend before her birthday, so like the 25th. Um, and so I, I don't think it was on her birthday. I think it was like, uh, excuse me. I think it was the day after we went to dinner and, uh, the van which it was again another like crazy thing the van hit or i guess so my dad was driving that's not his fault it's just like nature and just stupid things happen this road that we were on was is really bad it's the road that takes you because this mexican place that we went to is in um where the target is on uh where is it uh Oh my god, the road name is right there in my head. What is it? Um I can't remember, but it's I think it's like is it West Town Parkway? Or is it or is it Valley West Drive? It's one of those two. It's where the target is, um, and where the breakfast club is. Uh there's like a hotel. It's near Johnny's Italian Steakhouse. I cannot remember the street name for the life of me. But anyway, if you know where I'm talking about, you know that this road, when you take, um, when you come in this direction that we were, that road is horrible and cracked. Um, and so my dad was just coming down because it's slightly inclined. He was driving down and he hit, a, he hit a pothole. But we didn't realize that anything was wrong because we were just pulling in, so, like, we didn't drive very far, um, so he checks it, and, like, nothing is scraped, nothing is, you know, you, nothing is outwardly wrong, um, so we eat, and we're probably in there for, like, an hour, maybe a little more, um, and then we all get back in the car, so it's me, and my dad, and then my mom, and my sister Alexis, uh, Ashley, and MJ, and Ashley's boyfriend, Wayne, were also with us, but, they were in their own cars. So it's the four of us in the van. And my dad pulls out of the parking lot. And we start driving. And all of a sudden it just smells like burning rubber. And like it's making this weird noise. So my dad pulls over. And it turns out that underneath the car. Like a part was rusted. Um, and then that part broke. And this part specifically. So it's like a cylinder piece. And our van is special because it has a, a wheelchair ramp. Um, so when they put the ramp in, they drop the floor 10 inches. And then they make the van hydraulic so that the, um, the ramp can come out at an um, even level. And so when you drop the floor that far, obviously you're going to sit lower to the ground. So these cylinder pieces are put in after the fact to kind of support it and keep like the wheels and the the body of the car from like rubbing against each other and just so that everything stays up and so that part broke 
you can't get that part um, anywhere else except where the van was manufactured, which is in Rolex, um, which is up in Minnesota. Uh, so the van is broken. Um, and so the gist is, is that I had to take another chair wherever I go, basically, um, that is not home. So when I'm home, I can use my power chair because it's easy to, like, I'm not going anywhere. So it's not like, um, anything heavy or anything, but if I went somewhere, Obviously, you can't lift the power chair into, like, a normal SUV or, like, a Subaru. It's it's a little heavy. Um, so what we do is we take my manual chair everywhere. So I've taken my manual chair to therapy, and I had therapy on Monday, and my physical therapist was like, what happened? And so I told her the whole story. Um, and the chair, my power chair is very noisy. Um, because the motor on the left side is dying, uh, so the left side makes more noise, um, because it's, like, working overtime and all of that jazz, um, and so she's, like, it's much quieter, so she asked me to, like, make noise, so, like, every time I moved, I would, like, click my tongue, like, and, like, do weird things like that, because she's, like, it's just so quiet. And then, of course, it, it's a smaller chair, so I, therefore, look smaller. Um, and she gave me one look, and she said, yeah, you're really tiny. And I'm like, thanks. I'm, I'm sitting here next to my six-foot-four, you know, massive giant of a father, and, you know, and here I am, the little munchkin. Um, but, yeah, so that's been the last couple of weeks just dealing with that. Um, we're hopefully, uh, getting a new van really, really soon, um, because we need it, because, uh, that van we've had for 10 years, and, you know, we probably put it off, you know, two or three years longer than we should have, because obviously, like, if a car breaks, you just, like, put the band-aid over it, you know, and you don't really want to, like, put thousands of dollars, uh, into buying a new car or putting, like, a down payment on it. Um, so we've just been, like, putting band-aids over it, or, like, trying to just patch the holes, like, you're in a boat to stop it from sinking, but then a hole will open up somewhere else, and then you're still, like, going underwater. Uh, so now I think we've all realized that we need a new car. Um, but yeah, so that is just a joyful, joyful experience. Um... And it's really stressed all of us out. But we're making do. We always do. Um, yeah, so. My throat is a little dry from Kentucky, but that's fine. Um, yeah. So that's the last few weeks. Um, I am taking the ACT in three days from when I'm recording this. Um, I'm not nervous about the actual test. I always just get nervous about being in a place that I've never been 
Um, and like, even though I know that it's like will be accessible because it's in a college, like it's in a huge hall at college campus and like I know that I'm gonna be fine like it still kind of freaks me out until I get there and like I can see it with my own eyes that I will be fine so I'm dealing with that but I'm not nervous with the actual testing I've always done really good on standardized testing um in school and I've, I've always been comfortable with these kind of tests um it's just, you know, being in a different place and not knowing, like, what it looks like. Because I've never been, because it's at Central College in Pella. And I've never been there for, like, anything, for any sporting events or, you know, my older siblings um, were never in a athletic group that, like, went there that would cause me to go there as well. Um, so I'm getting ready for that. I'm hoping that I do relatively okay. I don't need to get a perfect score, but I would like to, you know, 20-something. That would be fine. Um, yeah, and then I'm applying to colleges. Some of the colleges that I'm looking at, their early application uh, window has opened. So I'm working through the application for Arizona State. Um, it was really funny because I, I started it yesterday and it was asking me like basic questions like your legal name and your status as a U.S. citizen and date of birth and, you know, parents, address, blah, blah, blah. And I was answering the questions and I got to the part of about like, we they were like, we need your social security number. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I don't know that. I guess it's time for a break. Um, I do not have my social security number memorized, uh, so that's kind of bad on my part, but I thought you would all enjoy the fact that I just stopped at an application because I didn't want to ask for my social security card. It's just, guys, it's buried in a lockbox in my parents' bedroom, and it's kind of amazing there, and I just didn't want to deal with it. Um, but I have it now, so I'll probably finish that as soon as I get done recording this. Um, but I'm very, very excited that I can start applying to places and that college is, like, becoming, like, a real thing that I am, you know, about to embark on. I'm thinking about, like, a media publications degree, um, so that then I can, like, because a lot of things are obviously going more towards digital things and like social media is such a huge part of any you know big company nowadays that I feel like if I get like a media and like a digital publications degree um and then like a minor like I I'm gonna minor in French I know that for sure um and then like a minor in like maybe like a I don't know like that, and then like journalism also on top of that, but then like that might be fall into like media publications, journalism of some type. I might have to take classes like that, and then I can also take electives. And my mom and I are sitting here talking about this a few days ago, and we're like trying to figure out what exactly I want to like combine all of my stuff and like what I want to be my final major, um, and like my degree. And I, was, I looked at my mom and I was like, I don't even know my schedule yet for my senior year of high school. And she's like, I know, but like, you have to start thinking about this. Like, you have to probably know by the end of first semester where you're going to go. And I'm like, I know, like, it just seems 
so far like it's so close and this is so cliche it's so close but like so far away as well like it's just wild to me that in a year from now like i will probably be you know going to college whether it's here in iowa or in another state because like i said i'm applying to asu i'm looking at california and south carolina as well i'm really really trying to get out of the cold um one it's not very easy to operate a wheelchair in the cold um and my with my cerebral palsy and my spasticity um it's i get super super tight when i get cold um and so it's very painful because my muscles will spasm and they'll just get sore um and so I'm looking at warm places, and also, like, I want to just, I don't think it's been very good for, like, me mentally, and I don't know if I want to, like, delve into this too, you know what, screw it, I'll just do it, um, we should all be more open about mental health and all of that, so I'm gonna rip the band-aid off. It hasn't been great for my mental or emotional health, just because I feel like there's never been, like, a like, a great experience here. Like, growing up in Iowa Falls, that was a town of 5,000 people. Yes, everybody knew me, and I had great relationships with a lot of people, and a lot of my support system comes from that town, and I'll forever be grateful for that, but it's a small town, like, a farming town in middle of nowhere, Iowa. Like, there wasn't much to do, and I was the only kid in that entire school district in a wheelchair. Like, it was kind of... I don't want to, like, because, like, I'm okay. Like, I don't want to scare anybody. Like, I am really in a good spot right now. Um, Being here in Waukee has really, like, helped me. And I feel like I've grown a lot. But, like, there, it was so isolating because it was just me. And it was really, really difficult to come to terms with that. And I feel like um, in every new stage of life, I've had to come to terms with the fact that I have a disability, like, every time. So, like, when I was younger, so, like, probably preschool through about first or second grade, like, I didn't really notice anything. There wasn't a big difference. Like, I knew that I was in a chair and I couldn't walk. But, like, the gravity of the difference between me and the other kids wasn't very apparent in my brain then and then probably when I got to third third through sixth grade it was really hard because that was when everybody you know started playing sports and you know you you do a lot more things at recess and you just like it's I feel like that's when people like they you know they experience a lot of growth during those years because you know, they play sports and they do other things. Um, they do clubs and they, you know, form their groups of friends. And it was just different for me because obviously my physical abilities are different. So I couldn't do, you know, I was in art club and book club and like the, the more stuff that leaned toward like brain and like writing and stuff like that. And like when I was younger, I didn't go out to recess in the colder months because of pneumonia risk um, and just my lungs in general. So I would write during recess. And so um, that was like 
and like that was when I really started to have to accept okay I have a different physical ability than the rest of my friends but how can I make it not a negative thing um so I wrote when I was in third grade I wrote um a short story and submitted it to like what is it the Iowa Creative Writing Association or something and I won first place within the local division and then I won second place um in so like the whole state every school because they submitted it through schools every school would submit their groups and like their individual kids um and I won second place in the whole state which was a huge accomplishment like that was like the first time because I had written forever and that was like the first time that I really got recognition for one of my pieces and I think I still have it on a hard drive somewhere um so I did that and then I did two years of pageants um I won the title I was 2014 Little Miss Dreams Made True um and I'm looking at it right now all of my pageant stuff is on top of my bookshelf so I'm actually looking at like my trophy and my crown and stuff and then the year after that I was um one of like three girls in my division and we won judges choice um and that was really fun and then I had knee surgery well actually back up and then I went to camp I did camp for like three years I think um and that was a week-long summer camp that was a camp it's called Camp Sunnyside and it's especially for not just kids adults go there too but it's for people with disabilities and all of the staff are trained and we do they do different activities that are all accessible and the playgrounds there are accessible so I actually got to like play on a playground in my chair which was like something that I'd never seen before um and so I did that and then in, in 2016 I had my knee surgery which was probably the most emotionally challenging year of my life both physically and within school um because um what they did was to, like it was a seven and a half hour surgery I was in the hospital for a week I was in casts and leg braces for a month they took the casts off in July and then I wore the leg braces every day um and then I finally got to take them off before I started school in August um and then I but then I had to keep my legs propped up so my foot pegs could go up and down to straighten out my legs and then I had pillows under my feet to keep them propped up which was so cool you know sixth grade everybody's you know talking about like driver's ed and you know learning how to drive a moped and whatever and I'm just here with my legs that are still recovering from surgery um which was like like not it honestly was not all terrible because my mom made sure that like I like interacted with a lot of my friends like she organized like a movie day like we all that was when Finding Dory came out um and that is like the funniest movie on the planet and i don't care that it's a children's movie like it was great so we did that and we you know people came over and i got a lot of gifts like people were always checking in 
and always like seeing how I was doing and like if we needed anything. That was the year that there was a massive storm and the tree in our, was it the backyard or the front yard? Front yard fell down and ripped the power cord from the house. So it was just a disaster of a summer. Um, But the recovery of that, once I started going back to school and, you know, getting back into physical therapy and trying to regain my mobility was like a lot. And so I had to come to terms with that too. Like, okay, my legs have essentially been rebuilt. They um, lengthened the muscles in my legs because they were so tight. But to do that, to get my extension, they had to remove or like um, take away my ability to bend my knees. So like when you see me sitting, that's about as far as I can bend my knees comfortably. Otherwise, I will just scream out in pain. Um, and then they took pieces of my femur and rebuilt me new kneecaps because my old kneecaps were worn. And they had also, um, your kneecap is supposed to sit between your femur and your tibia. There's like a little gap and that's where the kneecap is supposed to sit or your papilla, I guess, if we're going to be completely atomically correct. Um, and so they rebuilt new kneecaps because they had shifted up actually as my knees tightened and as the muscles in my legs, um, contracted more, the, my kneecaps went up with it. Uh, so they had to build a new one. But anyway, that was a whole coming to terms with my new ability because I couldn't, before that, I had figured out how to get around, how to, you know, what my abilities were with my legs as tight and as bent as they were. Um, it wasn't very comfortable, but I had figured out ways to make it as comfortable as possible. And now I'm here trying to, like, relearn everything. And my muscles are also, and nerves have been, you know, screwed around to kingdom come. And now they've got to learn how to recommunicate. It was like a whole, whole process. Um, and so I, I did that, and in between that, I was on middle school, or not middle school, sixth grade student council. I was on student council in fifth grade. And so I had that to look forward to. Like, that was really fun. And a great group of kids um, that I, you know, enjoyed hanging out with and were, you know, great people. And I miss them all. Um, but then middle school was I don't think that was as hard because that was post knee surgery and the pain and everything had kind of subsided geez learned to talk Caroline um I'd learned how to manage and deal with it and I'd learned the new ways that my body functioned and moved um and it was correct this time like I think middle school going into it was probably the easiest because my body was finally the right way. Like, if that makes any sense. Like, I didn't have to, like, take time to, like, give my legs a break because they were so tight, you know. They were finally loose and I could sit through a class without having to, like, readjust them or ask for, like, ibuprofen or anything. 
Um, and it was just, and that was when clubs started too. Clubs in Iowa Falls really kind of kicked off in middle school. So I did book club and I did art club and um, all of that fun stuff. And I had like, you know, the teachers there and do all of my older siblings. So I kind of had like an in with all the teachers. Um, and it was, it was definitely the easiest transition. And also like, I don't know how to put it because then everybody started learning how to like drive. And like they went places with their friends. But I don't know how to drive. I still don't know how to drive. Um, but I am considering changing that. The whole thing is that I have to get evaluated by a doctor to learn my, like, if I'm going to, like, have a seizure or a stroke and if I'm, like, competent to drive. And that's, like, a five-hour appointment. And so I don't know how to drive yet, but I'm thinking about changing it. So just don't hold that against me. Um, cause people are like, oh my gosh, you like, isn't it easy? And I'm like, no, it's a process. I should just, I should put that on a t-shirt. That's going to be my slogan. My life is a process. <laughs> um, that'd be, that'd be really funny. I'm going to write that down. Um, and so that was probably, that was probably the biggest change was everybody was kind of going places and I was just kind of you know, at the mercy of others, which sounds horrible, but that's just how I, like, explain it, because, like, I am, and it's not like my parents, like, held me hostage or anything, like, we did things, and we went places, and being the youngest, you kind of get dragged everywhere by your older siblings, like, my sisters took me to basketball games, and we went to volleyball games, because my sisters played volleyball, I was, you know, we went to football games, we did all of it, um my sister it was a snow day actually and they still had the basketball game scheduled and alexis lifted me out of the chair and set me on the bleachers and i think it almost gave darren redman a heart attack when he saw me sitting there um which is probably the funniest moment ever um and so like i was able to still do things but not necessarily independently and it kind of made me shy away from asking people to do things because they could all do things, you know, without their parents or without their older siblings, you know, trailing, you know, five steps behind them. But I, you know, needed somebody. And it's not just somebody to be there to, like, open doors or just make sure that I'm fine. It's, like, if I have to go to the bathroom, like, I need help going to the bathroom. Like, and that might be TMI, but, like, I'm just not. And I won't say anything more than that. It's just I can't go to the bathroom independently because I cannot stand, like, you know, without, I can't just stand. Um, and so learning how to navigate that and accepting that I would kind of always have to have somebody in the shadows was not the funnest thing in the world but I accepted it um and eventually I it came to just be natural you know today even um I had coffee with one of my friends and it was just across the street but I Alexis came with me one because she loved the coffee there and two I can't open doors by myself and I you know need help with that so um I feel like I've I've, uh, you know, 
excelled over that hump. And then high school hit, and that was different. Um, one, my second semester of freshman year, I got completely just destroyed by COVID. Um, and I got stuck in an elevator. First time in, you know, 15 years, I've ridden hundreds of elevators and I get stuck at school. I don't know what that says about anything or about the universe or fate or whatever, but it was, it was an interesting experience. <laughs> and of course I get stuck with Mackenzie, who is like the most like obnoxiously chill person when it comes to like stressful situations. So she's sitting there and she's relaxed and I'm just, I'm going through like all of the things that I know in my head, which is that air within a certain cubic feet will like run out in a certain amount of hours. And I'm just like hyperventilating, which is like giving me more anxiety because I'm like, oh my God, I'm wasting my airspace. Um, and so that happens. And then COVID kind of took a lot out of me. Um, it definitely uh, opened some darker places in my mind. Just, it was so isolating. And I love my mother to death. I love my sisters to death. I, you know, they're my favorite people to hang out with. Um, but every day, and not being really able to go anywhere, especially because of, you know, my high-risk, um, like, status, it was, um, it was a lot. When we were finally able to go back to school, I was like, okay, great. We just, we, I love you all, but we need some space. Um, and then, of course, we managed to get COVID on my birthday and then miss, like, the first two and a half weeks of school because we had to do it virtually. Because that was back when they you quarantined for 14 days no matter what. Um, so that was rough. And then I remember second some the end after Thanksgiving break, cases were spiking. So we went hybrid and we did it alphabetically. So like a half of the alphabet would be in school and then one that half of the alphabet was in school, the other half would be at home and we would alternate. Um and then second semester I went fully online just because it was, you know, everything was crazy. Um, and then I realized that online learning like that, and I think it was just the style of learning. It just wasn't for me. Um, and so then we transferred to Waukee, which is what this whole story has been leading to. We transferred to Waukee, um, and I went in person, and it's just, it's been a blast. And I've had a lot of fun, and I've met a lot of really great people. The teachers are Fabulous. Um, I have met a, a couple of weird ones. There's one girl. We'll call her. We'll call her Jane. Jane is interesting. Jane is um scary. Jane once asked me in English class if she could touch my legs. Um, Jane and I do not speak. Uh, so I've met some weird ones. Um, but I, overall, they're fabulous. Um, and I've just, I think I've really reached a point where I am okay with my 
abilities or lack thereof. You know, it doesn't feel as isolating as it did before. Um, there are more people in wheelchairs in Waukee just because it's a bigger school, obviously. So you're going to get a lot more variety of people um, than just your run-of-the-mill, you know, small-town kids. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying there's a lot more diversity here. I don't, I hope I don't offend anybody with what I just said. I'm trying to like, I hope, okay, I hope it came out right. If not, I sincerely apologize if I've offended anybody. I love all of the people at my old school and I love all the people at my new school. That's just what I'm going to say. And, and I'm really, really comfortable here. Um, and yeah, I'm just very, very happy. Hopefully this wasn't too psychologically damaging. This is what I mean. Like, this is why I miss podcasting because I can't just talk like this um, and just, you know, get everything out that I want to say. I can blog about it, but I feel like it's a little different when I can speak it and kind of have a more open line of communication. Um, But yeah, so doing really well here. And I wanted to kind of give you guys that whole spiel because... It has been two years, and I, you know, in case anybody didn't notice, we're not in Niall Falls anymore, um, but I would love, I've missed a lot of people there, and we go back every now and then. We went back this last spring for graduations. Um, fun fact, so Kenji was a senior this year. I am a senior, well, okay, technically last year, Kenji was a senior. I am a senior this year. Um, Mackenzie graduated. At Wells Fargo. I will graduate at Wells Fargo. We had popcorn and snacks. Like, they had the Wells Fargo, you know, concession, the whole thing open. It was great. Um, but, yeah. So, I can't believe I'm a senior. Wow, I'm so old. I'm going to be 18. Let's check the countdown, actually. Let's see. It is... Where's my calendar? Okay, it is the 13th of July as I am filming this. One, two, three, four. So four weeks. One, two, three, four. Four weeks and six days until my birthday. That means we start school in five weeks and six days because the birthday school is always exactly the week after my birthday. Um, that is wild, but I'm also really excited to get back. Like, I miss all the people that, you know, you have, like, your friends that you'll talk to, like, every day, but then you just have your school friends that you just, like, you like to see them, you know, sitting next to you in class. Um, so there's some people that I've missed talking to during our exceptionally fun times in child development and algebra and biology and you know all of that goodness um and I miss like my counselors like all the administrative staff there are fabulous and like our um our campus police like nicest guy you'll ever meet uh he actually played football for Hawkeyes that's fun um but yeah I just I'm excited to get back as much as I dread waking up early in the morning, I really do enjoy, like, the atmosphere of school and uh, just 
having like a place to go where I can like just enrich myself. Is that too philosophical? Does anybody else like school? Like I feel like I'm so alone in this. Like I know that I dislike waking up early, but I do like once I get there and once I get over the fact that I'm stuck until three, like I will enjoy myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, um excited, nervous, ready to get back. Gosh, senior year. What does senior year have in store? Um what else? Let's see. I feel like all I've talked about is my emotional state, and that's not all I want to inform you upon, because I don't want you to, like, worry. Like, I really, I really just want to reiterate again. Like, I am so fabulous and great and enjoying myself. I will miss the people that I knew when I was, and I hope, like, sometime we'll be able to, like, meet up again with people that I knew in my class, and um be able to hang out um but I am just I'm really enjoying myself um so my thing is telling me that we are have 15 minutes left on the time um so I think I'm going to wrap this up the only way that I know how which is talking about books because your girl love books um i've read so many books that it is not even funny i finally got a library card here and then i checked out five books and i've finished three of them um but yeah my favorite book that i just finished actually i finished it yesterday it was one of the library books it's called beach music and I sobbed. I sobbed. It was so good. Um, Colleen Hoover. I know you're probably hearing a lot about her. She's kind of hit or miss. For me, she's a hit. Um, everybody in this house loves her. My therapist, my physical therapist and I, we talk about books all the time. And, like, Colleen Hoover is our our go-to girl. Um, I have a list that I could read out of all the books that I've read. And I said that I was going to film a video at, like, in June of, like, all the books that I've read up to, like, the halfway point of the year. But then I didn't. Because I just didn't. It was a busy end of the month, okay? It was my mom's birthday. We had a lot of stuff going on. Um, so I think I'll film. I'll get to it eventually don't you'll be entertained trust me um yeah oh where the crawdads in that's a good one um that is going to be a movie that's coming out on friday and you should definitely go see it it's so 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 good so so good um yes i think are there any other ones that i want to highlight no, I think those are all my new ones. Um, yeah, it's just been really, really nice to catch up with you, talk to you. Um, I know this is kind of a heavy subjected podcast episode, um, but getting back into it, I just kind of wanted to reintroduce myself and kind of just, you know, have an open, honest conversation before we get into fun things. Next week, I'm sure, you know, we'll talk about what the Kardashians are up to. 
because I love reality TV shows. Um, and we'll talk about, you know, shows on Netflix and new music and just anything else that I find interesting. You know, we may spend a whole time talking about European monarchies. And you know what? If that's what I want to do, that's what's going to happen because it's my podcast. And unless you give me specific feedback about what you want to talk about, we're going with whatever pops into my head. Um, so with that, I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to shut up now because I feel like I've been rambling on for the last, however long we've been doing this for. Um, so thank you for listening to the comeback of Convas with Caroline. I am, as always, your host, Caroline Hill. We will be back next week with a brand new show. Um, I don't know the date exactly because I never stick to schedules because they give me too much anxiety, but I love schedules anyway. It's very odd. Um, yeah, I will see you all, or I guess talk to you all next week. Um, as always, links for my social media will be in the description box, but I'm going to say a couple here. My blog, fashionfunandextra.com. We have a fun time over there. Um, it's really just me and my delusional ramblings in written form. And then my YouTube channel, where I try to post weekly vlogs, um, is, you know, bop in time. That is just my visual ramblings. So, whatever form you appreciate, go check it out. Um, other things, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever else I deem important will be in the description box. I hope you all have a fabulous day. I hope you all um, find some something to bring you joy, whether it's for yourself, for someone else, or whatever else. Um, if you need to take some time, take some time. It is okay to slow down. You don't have to get everything done in one day. You can write a to-do list and get one thing done because that one thing is an accomplishment. I love you all. You are awesome. Be happy. Stay safe. Be kind. Uh, Don't be a dumb person who doesn't use their turn signal. I don't know what is up with people in Iowa, but they never find it necessary to use their turn signal. So use your turn signal. That is the advice for the week. All right. I love you. I'm going to go now, and I will see you soon, or you'll hear from me eventually. (laughs) I don't really know.